intellectual, the cunning, and the quintessential stun muffin, Joel. The moment I found out your mom plays with toys, I became her favorite action figure. She stopped playing with all the other boys. And as she gets ready to squirt and to blast, she'll squeal with pleasure and fluids will spill. As she listens to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast with my dude, Will the Thrill. And now, Will the Thrill and the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. And welcome back to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. As you heard from the great Joel Gartner, I'm your host, Will the Thrill. And I am your co-host, Joe Static. Remember, this is a weekly episodic podcast. We drop episodes every Saturday. So you can find us on all major podcast platforms, including Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also follow us for wrestling figure news, giveaways, and photos on Instagram and Twitter at SQDCircleAFP. And I always want to remember our listeners, Joe, we will be launching our weekly YouTube live streams. The Wrestling Figure Roundtable at the Square Circle Action Figure Podcast. This will be launching in the fall, so give us some time to get it together. We will also be having guest segment hosts on the podcast starting next week. Very excited to be bringing in KWK, Sean Ning. He's going to be on our You'll Never Forget segment. That's going to be fun. So with that said, how's everything going this week, Joe? This week's kind of flying by already. Not really much to report here on, on uh, my end. Yeah, figure hunting-wise... On my end, over the weekend, I went to several Walmarts and Targets. The only thing I really had to report is that Target is having an elite collection sale. The figures are $16.99, so they are discounting all their elite style figures. And I did find a ton of Royal Rumble series out there, so you all may want to check that out. But other than that, nothing at Walmart, really nothing to report. The one last thing I did have to report is if you are looking for Elite 76, all the store managers in my area in the Northeast here in New Jersey said that they would be hitting this week and next week. Be on the lookout for Elite 76. And the one last thing I wanted to talk about before we get into the gorilla position is we just learned that there will be a new Mattel WWE San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, and it was announced it will be a Mr. T figure. What do you think about this, Joe? When I first seen the Mr. T figure online, I wasn't that excited. It took me a little while. I looked over the figure. I looked over the packaging. You know, it's an exclusive figure. After looking it over, I was like, you know what? I got to order this. I got to get myself an exclusive. It's already going on eBay for crazy prices. I'm just glad I was able to purchase one. Yeah, I felt the same, Joe. When it was first announced on Twitter and Instagram, they actually released a photo that looked a lot like the Mega Powers logo. So I was very quick to judge and I was like, oh man, it would be great if we got 
those two Mega Powers figures in a two-pack to kind of complete that puzzle. Just a reminder to our listeners, we actually reviewed Mattel WWE Elite Series 77, the Summer Slam Series, in last week's Gorilla Position. And in that review, we took a really in-depth look at that Elizabeth figure from Summer Slam, and we were talking about how it would be so cool to complete that puzzle to finally get the Mega Powers. And seeing that logo with the three stars in that red and black motif that they posted on Instagram and Twitter, I thought, wow, this this could have been it. But then they posted another Instagram and Twitter photo of Camo with an old school WWE logo. And if you put those two together, you knew it was Mr. T right there. But I was the same, you know, thought about it at first. I'm like, why do I need a Mr. T? But then I saw the figure photos and they did a wonderful job with the packaging. The packaging is like in a almost a, a VHS style case, which is pretty cool. I agree. Yeah, and the figure looks great too. The scan is perfect. I love that they gave him the gold chains and he's got the Mr. T belt. So I went on to Entertainment Earth. I said, you know what? Let's see if I can get one. It was a limit one per customer. That Entertainment Earth site for these releases is just terrible. The thing kept rotating, yes. rotating, rotating, and loading and loading and loading and loading. And I sat there and I'm like, holy shit, am I going to even get this thing? I did get one through pre-order, but fuck, M- Entertainment Earth, get your shit together. If you know you're going to have a big release, make sure that the bandwidth is able to take it on the website, dude. Like, I want to make sure I get my figure. So anyway, I got the figure. I'm excited to open it. I'm excited to review it. I am going to open it. I'm not going to actually open the entire figure. It's a wonderful display piece. I got to give it to the Mattel design team again. Hats off to Bill. Action figure attack. Yes, really, Rob on Instagram. They really did an incredible job with this release. I don't want to say it's better than the Macho Man because the Macho is a true wrestling figure. He's a wrestler. Mr. T's not a wrestler. Okay, I do not think this release is bigger than that Macho Man, even though it's sold out, probably in in larger numbers as well. But hats off, they did an incredible job. I agree. It's definitely not better than the Macho Man, but it's in its own category. When would you think, oh, wow, we're going to get a Mr. T figure? There was always rumblings about it. Now that you actually see the figure and you see it close up in the package, I was like, I have to order this. You know, I want it in the collection. I like the packaging. The figure looks great all around. I was like, you know what? I'm a wrestling figure collector. Mr. T was a part of the first WrestleMania. I got to put this in my collection. I agree. He's not only part of the first WrestleMania. I actually is watching a lot of 87 and 88 WWF, WWE programming, especially primetime wrestling. And he was a lot of, a part of a lot of those shows too. He's a part of a lot of the film Saturday night stuff. And even in just the house shows at MSG. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. I think yeah, people forget right. about that. But regardless of all that, he's still not, I still don't consider him a wrestler. It's fun to see it. I think it's fun to have the crossover there. It's one of the few figures from Mattel that we actually get a crossover like this. It could be the only one. I don't think I've ever done anything like this before in the elite collection. So I'm pretty excited. That's it. That's our take on the Mr. T exclusive. Hope you got one. Let us know your thoughts. And we're going to get right into it now with the gorilla position. All right, everybody. And on this week's gorilla position, we have the all elite wrestling, the AEW 
Unrivaled Collection 1. These figures are set to hit the retail marketplace in August, and we're going to give you our position on new wrestling figures to collect. Wow, this is amazing. We also may have a very special Q&A at the end of the gorilla position for all you out there. We're working on it. We hope it goes through. And if it does, you all are going to be really surprised and really excited after this AEW themed gorilla position. To start, Joe, what we're going to do is we're just going to get into the six figures to start. I'm going to list them out real quick, then you can go from there. So this set will include Six mainline released figures, which includes Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, Brandy Rhodes, and Chris Jericho. You're also going to get two Chase Edition figures, one of Cody Rhodes and one of Chris Jericho. The Chase Editions will be a one of a thousand, which will be the Chris Jericho. He will come with an Inner Circle t-shirt and an AEW title. And the other Chase Edition will be a one of 500 Cody Rhodes with Star Trek Next Generation slash Voyager Captain's Attire from All Out August 2019 where he faced Sean Spears. That's the lineup for the first release of AEW's wrestling figure line. Wow, it's amazing. It really is. This AEW set makes a lot of sense to me. There was a lot of talk of who would be in the first set, and I think the choices that were made are spot on. I mean, you need Cody, you need the Bucks, and Omega in the first series, definitely. That makes a lot of sense. When you add Jericho in there, it's a fantastic set. I would have gone with a different attire for the Bucks. They have so many different outfits but it matches the double or nothing attire but me personally i didn't like it then i don't really like it now cody looks great omega looks great brandy you could put her in the set again it makes sense for the first series overall my favorite figure is definitely jericho what figure did you uh, pick out for yours Wow, that's a tough question. If I had to choose a favorite figure from the set, I would probably have to go with the Jericho as well. Yeah, it's just decoed out. You get everything you want in a figure. You get an entrance jacket, you get his entrance hat. I do like the fact that they are coming with multiple accessories. One thing I do want to mention really quick here is we may get some of these questions answered. If you stay tuned... And at the end of the segment, we get what we think we're going to get. Some of our questions may be answered. But again, yeah, I would have to go with the Jericho. I also wanted to mention that there is a theme to this. You talked about Double or Nothing, and that is the theme of this set. They are all in their Double or Nothing attire. I think this is going to spill over into Collection 2 of the Unrivaled Collection. Yeah, you have the Young Bucks in their Elvis gear. I would have preferred the Young Bucks in another attire as well. Although I do like the Elvis gear, we miss out because we don't get those AAA tag titles. They're so cool. Oh, yeah, the belts. Yeah, that's where I'm at. The line is, what are your thoughts on other attires for the Bucks? You're probably a larger Young Bucks fan than I am. What would you have chosen for an attire? For the debut series, I mean, they have so many colorful attires throughout the years. Every match they have, there's always a new color, something crazy. And I've always 
always been a fan of the boots. I like the tassels on the boots. So when I first seen the Bucks, I was drawn into their look. They draw you in with the color. For the first series, I would have gone with something more colorful. But if they're going with double or nothing... It makes sense. Go with the Elvis gear. To me, the Elvis gear is a little plain. When I watched Double or Nothing, even then, I remember when they first came out, I was like, ah. So to get that in figure form, I'm still on that same boat with that. I was like, eh, that's okay. It makes sense. Double or Nothing. I would have gone with something a little more colorful. FTC did the young looks in that kind of green attire, and that's their money attire. Oh, yes. It's all about the money. They come out, they have the guns, they do the explosion, and the money shoots everywhere with them on it their faces on dollar bills or hundred dollar bills or whatever you want to call them get that in an attire from them as well it's a white and green attire i would have loved right off the bat just to have them in that money attire i thought that would be fun i hope they come with money too i don't know if that's been confirmed or not yeah that would be a good idea the money would definitely elevate the figures a little more not to get off topic here but if you look at their figures the ftc ones right now i think personally are the best ones to come out the AEW figures obviously are going to look better molds are going to be better sculpts are going to be better but even when the ljns came out it was that plain black red these are plain white the ftcs are a little colorful but i think down the line hopefully we'll get that dazzled out that young bucks more kind of look more color more flamboyant i think they're first showing they wanted to go with a theme they played it safe in areas which which isn't a bad thing you do get their awesome entrance jackets which i do like regardless of them not being that color for you do get a really cool entrance jacket with them And that's one of the things I actually like about this series. They're filled with accessories. Again, we really don't know what the final product will look like. We know they get the entrance jackets, but will they maybe come with the money? Will they maybe come with the AAA Tag Team Championship titles? Who knows? That would be really fire, man, if they threw that in there. We don't know. So we're in the dark in a lot of these things, and not a lot of announcements have been made. I do want to go back to something you just said about the Brandy Rhodes figure. I was kind of on the fence about it I see what they're trying to do. Obviously, the theme is double or nothing, and the theme is the owners. This is like an owner set. It's your first set. You're going to highlight the guys that pretty much started the promotion. So you wanted to get everyone in there. You wanted to get a woman in there as well. You wanted to showcase how you were going to do a woman wrestler. So they threw Brandy in. She looks great. I have no problems with it at all. She's got the high boots on, the colorful hair. I don't know if she's going to come with an accessory. I know that she holds the sledgehammer so maybe she comes with a sledgehammer or maybe the Cody comes with the sledgehammer we're not certain on this again we don't know a lot about this line yet and I'm surprised we're still in the dark about a lot of these things there's still a lot of questions exactly well there's still a lot of questions about the line we've seen the figures at Toy Fair we can look at them online looking at the brandy online I'm a little confused with the gear it looks a little sloppy but then again we need to see final product what you mentioned about the Young Bucks jackets that definitely elevates the figures I forgot about the jackets to be honest looking at them now makes the figures look a lot better we're talking about a lot about attire selection right now you know the colors the accessories but what do most of the people do that buy and purchase these figures they want to play with them right want to move on to articulation they do have different molds it's an interesting torso mold it's an interesting shoulder and elbow mode when i look at photos online i don't know if i'm looking at final product i don't know if i'm looking at prototypes a lot of unanswered questions so when i look at some of these figures i'm wondering well will that shoulder pin be there 
or will that bulky torso look be there? One of my main gripes with the Mattel Ultimate Editions line is that wonky torso choices they make, you know, where the upper half is a little larger than the lower half and it kind of looks cut in half. It's too big on the upper half sometimes and it doesn't blend in very well with the lower half. And I'm wondering if these figures are, are going to do the same. Yeah, with the lower half. They might. It's hard to say. Like you said, it's hard to say. Are we looking at prototypes online? Ringside, they have the photos from the toy fair i'm assuming those are prototypes something to get out there something to show the people you know what's coming series one like you said there's a lot of questions it leaves a lot of anticipation when you actually get the final product in the box that's what i'm looking forward to is actually seeing it in the package yes and you know what to be quite honest you're gonna have i don't know how many points i'm not an articulation specialist here but you're probably gonna have what 15 points of articulation here at the very least at least yeah even from these photos if these were prototypes we saw and they can only improve upon this I think we're in for a great figure line. Oh, without a doubt. The figures, the possibilities are endless. You know, their roster, they have a great roster and they'll just get better and better and better. I think so too. What are your thoughts, Will, on the rings and the actual title, the uh, kids toy belt? I'll start with the title. I have been a fan of this title since day one. I love, yeah, I love the detail and the intricate look that's classic and you have all the texture. You have all this great texture on that belt. It reminds me of the big gold, right? I mean, it's really paying homage to the big gold WCW title. It's similar, yeah. Very similar. I think the toy belt's great. I'm going to get one at retail. Where at retail? I don't know. Again, we don't know where these are going to show up other than you can pre-order everything on Ringside Collectibles right now because I really want to see one in person. As far as the rings are concerned, I'm not a ring guy, so I think the rings are going to be great. I'm not going to purchase them unless they come with a really awesome exclusive figure. I don't see why I would get this ring for the exclusive Kenny Omega. It's just another Kenny Omega figure with different paint on his tights. It's not swaying me to buy uh, buy a ring for $100. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, same here. I'm a little on the fence. In a way, I want to complete everything right out the gate, especially the rings. I I like the wrestling rings. I've always been a fan of rings. So right out the gate, I'm like, should I get the set, get the rings, get the belt, have it all, look at it all and see what's up? There's a theme in this podcast and we say patience, patience, collecting patience. The rings, you could be a little bit more patient with. The rings, you're going to find a discount. Maybe not the medium ring place because it's a $25 price point. If anything, I would probably get the medium ring to start just because it is smaller. It's a $25 price point, maybe even lower in some of the larger retail outlets. I like the box design and the artwork. I love the gold on it. It's got Kenny on there. It's got Chris Jericho. They did a good job displaying it. It's going to be an open style display though. It's open. You know what I'm saying? It's not in a box. It's got cardboard around it. Yeah, it's an open style, which I don't like personally, but for this, I'll I'll get it. Yeah, same here. And Wicked Cool did a WWE ring, so I'm assuming this AEW ring is just going to be pretty much the same thing, very similar to it. If you have an authentic scale ring, like you said, in WWE form, you're probably going to end up at one point or another finding the ring aprons for this on the secondary market, maybe some customization. You may want to hold off on the actually getting the authentic scale ring. I don't think it's a must-have purchase right off the bat, especially for 100 bucks. I want to see them put also 
also a figure in there that, well, like Mattel does, uh, get the exclusive Goldberg that nobody has, get Jinder Mahal. This one, we really don't get anything special. We get the same Kenny Omega figure we get in collection one. So I don't know. I'm on the fence. Of the, the last thing before we end the gorilla position I want to talk about our store exclusives or internet exclusives. We do have one being released by Ringside Collectibles. It's called A Little Bit of the Bubbly, Chris Jericho, AW Ringside Exclusive. This is awesome. You get a champagne box of a little bit of the bubbly. You get the Chris Jericho figure. It's an iconic moment. Yeah. It really checks all the boxes for me. I know you pre-ordered this. Yeah, I had to. Ringside exclusive. You know how those go. Jericho, a little bit of the bubbly exclusive. I mean, how could you not? I need right now a little bit of the bubbly. But what'll happen is I got these on pre-order. I think I'm going to go all in, baby. <laughs> or am I going to go all out? I don't know. I mean, the, they have so many pay-per-views. They have all in. They got all out. But I'm going to go all in. <laughs> I'm going to go all in. Get the little bit of the bubbly exclusive right now. I'm going to buy a little bit of the bubbly online. Get it sent to my house. The real deal. Maybe we can maybe we could bust these figures open, go crazy, throw a couple in the, in the pit, throw some of the bubbly all over them, light some things on fire. We can't add any of these to the pit list right now. Maybe that Moxley <laughs> figure, when it's all said and done from collection two, will make the list, baby. The pit list. For now, we're going to keep them all. Hashtag MOC for life, baby. Maybe if we find a couple retail, crack a couple of these open and crack a little bit of the bubbly open with it. So all in all, I got to really give it to the guys and gals over at Wicked Cool Toys, Jazz Wares, the Godfather Wrestling Figures, Jeremy Patrick. I believe the designer's name is Magic Olbs. They did an incredible job. I applaud you for all your hard work you're doing pre and post pandemic and for the future of this AEW line. The future is bright for AEW wrestling figures. I want to toast a little bit of the bubbly and say thank you and cheers to doing a wonderful job. And that is the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast, Gorilla Position. And on to the next.
this in my mind. Whoa, Joe, I'm sitting here. We're back with a little bit of the bubbly. And as we promised in the beginning of the gorilla position, we have a special surprise for you all. The partner, executive vice president of Jazz Wares, Jeremy Padauer, was nice enough to participate in a Q&A we sent him. And boy, do we have a lot of information for you about the upcoming All Elite Wrestling Unrivaled Collection. So we're going to get right into this. I am going to start off with question one, and then Joe's going to take on the question two, and we'll switch it up as we go through these questions. It'll be fun, but I think you all will learn a lot about the upcoming line of figures, the Unrivaled Collection, so let's get started. The first question for Jeremy was, do you have the ability to sign talent independently like you did with the classic superstar line? And Jeremy's response was, while we have nothing to announce at this time, you know my track record and you know Jazzwares and AEW are just the kind of companies to do fun, interesting things. So wow, Joe, there is a distinct possibility that they can sign talent independently and they may do it in the near future. That's incredible. Oh man, that's exactly what you know a wrestling figure collector wants to hear. It is. You want to have the ability to go out there, get some legends that currently aren't under a WWE Legends contract. You may even want to get some talent that's not technically signed by AEW, but has participated in the programming. And I think our next question follows that up. So question two, we asked Jeremy, if so, does this mean you could sign wrestlers and or talent who have made cameo appearances like Jeff Cobb or even Mike Tyson, maybe legends? Jeremy responded, no comment. But if I did have a comment, it would be, fuck yeah. Now, just hearing that, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's got to get you a little amped. You got to be excited, baby, as I'm drinking a little bit of the bubbly Woo! here. Woo! You know, I mean, come on, guys. You know, Jeremy, you know what they're going to do. They're already teasing Orange Cassidy figures. They want to make a stadium stampede. They want to make Hangman Adam Page's horse. I mean, come on. Oh, God. The possibilities are endless. So let's move on to question three. All attires for collection one are from Double or Nothing. Will each collection have a pay-per-view theme? Or will this eventually be random? And Jeremy responded, both. We celebrated Double or Nothing because it's such an iconic moment for AEW and wrestling. So there you go, guys. I think they're going to do both. I think there's going to be a mix. There'll be pay-per-views which they highlight, which are really important. I think the stadium stampede is going to be one of them. It's exciting. We're going to get a lot of fun things with this line. So much to look forward to. So much. And I love the fact that he was so gracious to do the Q&A for us. Oh, without a doubt. So moving on, next question, question four. We asked Jeremy, are you working with Gentle Giant? Jeremy's response was, yes, we love them. What else is there to say, Joe? The leader in the industry for face scan technology, for sculpting. It's the best. 
Best of the best. The best of the best. And we wanted to confirm that because prior to them announcing a wrestling figure line, an AEW wrestling figure line, we saw Gentle Giant post some images of AEW wrestlers on the computer with face scans. And we were all wondering, well, what does this mean? Is this a video game? Is this a figure line? I always thought it was a figure line. And this confirms it. Gentle Giant is working with Jazzware, Wicked Cool Toys, and the AEW line. Amazing stuff. Oh, man. that's That just sends it over the top. Over the top, my friend. You know you're going to get the quality that you're used to in all the other lines that Gentle Giant works with. And that's including Super 7, too, which is doing a bang job with their figures. Oh, man. I know. So, moving on. Question five. How many points of articulation, and will this be standard on all the figures? Will there be swappable hands and heads, etc.? Jeremy's answer was swappable heads and hands at the $20 price point and the highest level of articulation in the wrestling genre. Wow. I can't believe I just read that. Do you know that in a $20 price point, swappable heads, hands, high level of articulation, right now in the marketplace, The only place you're getting that with accessories, et cetera, is the Ultimate Editions line. And they're at $30 a pop. Exactly. I was just thinking that. Ultimate Editions, 30 bucks for $20, you're getting all that. I mean, they could easily spike these figures up to 30, maybe even put them up to 40, 45, like a lot of the other ones or, you know, a lot of the other companies are doing, but they're keeping it at a $20 price point with high level of articulation. I mean, what more could you ask for? You can't ask for much more, Joe. You know that the build quality is going to be there too. It was there with every company Jeremy has worked with. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the future of AEW wrestling figures and the unrivaled collection. Same here. Next question. Question six. Will each collection have six figures and two chase editions? Jeremy responded, currently that's the plan, but you know, there will always be surprises. Watch out. I mean, that's it. So you're, you're, I mean, you know that they did this with CS. I mean, the classic superstar series, this is the godfather here. I mean, how many classics did they put out? 400? 450 or something? I wouldn't be surprised when it's all said and done. Jazzwares Wicked Cool Toys puts out 400 wrestling figures for this company easily. Oh, my God. They're in it for the long haul. I think it's endless. The possibilities are endless because AEW does have all these toyetic superstars, wrestlers. So I'm excited by this. I like the fact that they're going to go with a base six and two chases and then even more on top of that. It's amazing. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, especially with the surprise part, that just keeps you amped because you, you never know when they're going to throw a curveball. You never know what's coming out of left field, you know, especially with Padauer in charge. Yeah, variants, maybe even further chase figures other than the one of 100s and one of thousands. Maybe, you know, maybe we'll get a one of 500. You know, who knows? It could be endless, really. Possibilities are endless oh, yeah. again. So as we move on, this is actually in relation to the last question. Question seven was, will the chase figures be truly random packed? Jeremy's response was, yes, of course. We communicate how to pack, meaning there is a system. It's planned random, meaning every X number of master cartons. So there you go. It will be truly random packed, but it's planned. So they have master cartons 
of these figures. And let's say every 10 has a chase figure or every 100 has a chase figure. That's where it's going to go. And then that carton gets shipped to its respective retail entity. They're going to communicate. It's planned, but it is, of course, randomly packed. Yeah, I don't think there's much they can do there, especially with the retailers like Walmart. I don't think, you know, I think that's who they're mainly shipping to. With Walmart, you know, they kind of got to stay with what they're doing there. You know, there's there's a plan in place. So honestly, I kind of seen that one coming, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And you know what? We'll get to a little bit about who their retail partners are in a little bit. Next question. Question eight. We asked Jeremy, can you confirm case count quantities and specific figure quantities? Will specific figure counts be variable depending on the popularity of the wrestler? Jeremy responded, we will manage this like A, B, and C. A's generally are represented 2 per 12, B's 1 per 12, and C's 1 per every other CP. So there you go. Well, I mean, that kind of breaks it down for you with what plan they have in place. And what it also confirms is that there are going to be 12 figures per case. Now, you know, as well as I do, in Mattel's WWE Elite line, there are only eight per case. So right off the bat, that confirms you're getting a higher case count than you already have with the competitor, which I find fantastic because at least there'll be more figures on the pegs every time a store gets a box. Yeah, that definitely guarantees that. Guarantees. And I think Mattel should go to 12 packs as well, but that's for another podcast episode. So question nine, moving on. Has this been confirmed and or can you tell us which major retailers these will be available at aside from ringside collectibles and the manufactured suggested retail price? Jeremy responded, Walmart and ringside collectibles to launch, and it's a twenty to twenty-five dollar suggested retail price. Well, there you go, twenty to twenty-five bucks. You get the articulation, you get everything you need. It's twelve per case. You already know that, so Walmart pegs won't be completely bare. Hopefully, our next question goes into a little bit more about distribution and allocation to Walmart. So next question, question ten, we asked Jeremy. Many stores have distribution problems with adult collector lines. McFarlane, your Fortnite line, and select other properties haven't had these issues. Are these going to be heavily stocked to ensure availability? Do you have any strategy or insight to this? Jeremy responded, it's a balance. We don't want to overship and then sit on a wave at retail. So my instinct is that wave one will be undershipped until we figure out how many to make for future waves. Better to undership. That way you survive. Overship wave one and you're doomed. So based on that, well, I think we we know, you know, you got to get to the store. It's going to be a little bit of a hunt for wave one because they, like you said, they, they need to see how this all plays out. Yeah, they really have to check the pulse of the demand for these figures, how sales are going to go. I already pre-ordered my, my first wave through ringside collectibles. I will definitely buy doubles of these at retail at Walmart to help support the line. We might have to bust a couple open on yeah, here. Yeah, we'll bust we'll bust a couple open. I'm okay with that. I hope they do expand their retail market presence. I hope this is successful for them and I do hope that stores are allocated more cases than one per after this initial launch. But we'll see. You know, I agree with them. I think it's a sound business strategy. Okay. Question 11. 
Can you confirm and or deny the Smith's UK exclusive ring with Cody Rose that was posted by them? Will there be store exclusives with US-based retailers other than ringside collectibles? Jeremy responded, confirm, there is a ring and or figure exclusive. So Jeremy didn't answer the second question. I believe he didn't answer that because they're only working with one other retailer in the u.s at this point which is walmart i'm assuming they will have walmart exclusives but he did not confirm or deny that that smith's uk exclusive ring has been confirmed you've seen it online there you go it is confirmed i'm not too familiar with smith's i don't really know what that is but i you know i guess i could always just look it up real quick yeah it's basically the toys r us of the uk oh gotcha because I actually will, I didn't see the ring with the exclusive figure for some reason. Maybe I passed by it, but uh, I, I don't think I got a glimpse of that. Yeah, check it out. It's it's Cody and a new Deco. It's a very similar situation to the Kenny Omega, but I believe the ring they're using is that basic style ring. So you get the basic oh, gotcha. style ring with the figure instead of the, the larger scale one. Next question. Question 12. We asked Jeremy, will we see collection three prior to 2021? Can you reveal who will be in that collection? How far ahead are you planning collections? Jeremy responded, in 2020, there will be three waves. Wave two will ship approximately 9-1 to 9-15. And wave three will ship approximately 11-1. So that's pretty good news. You know, I personally thought we were only getting two waves for 2020. Now you throw in a wave three. I mean... I'm pretty damn excited. I know. I'm very excited as well. And and I was in the same boat, Joe. I thought we were only getting two waves, especially with the pandemic going on. A lot of things being delayed, especially overseas production, shipping, etc. But no, I'll tell you, man, they are doing wave one in August. They're following up with wave two right after, I mean, mid-September. And then wave three is shipping in November. That is exciting news, guys. Ooh, check out Ringside. They're going to be posting pre-orders for this stuff pretty soon, I'm assuming. Probably right after SDCC at home. Okay, let's move into the last question. Well, one of the last questions. This is question 13. It's my lucky number. Can you give our audience any exciting news that they can look forward to regarding the future of the line or brand? Jeremy responded, we're going to painstakingly approach this and do a great job. And we're going to aggravate you to, and we're going to aggravate you to with Chase. What is life if not a puzzle? Well, there you go. I mean, Jeremy hinted at it before. (laughs) You know, six figures, two chase. I think this all but confirms we're going to see chase, 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 chase. Welcome back, classic superstar era, and get ready to hunt. I'm about to pull all the rest of my hair out of my head uh, hearing that. I think... My hair is actually pretty, it's really long right now, so it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt regardless. I'm thinking, thinking about doing it, though. Uh, I mean, especially when you talk about Walmart <laughs> and all these scalpers these days, uh, it's just going to be bad. Oh, my but, God. Hey, we gotta, I guess we got to get out there. We have we have a guy for you coming up. Hint, hint. There's a little hint, hint. We got a guy for you. Uh-uh. I think I might. Yeah, so we're gonna just know leave it at talking that because we got to move on and, and finish this Q and A up. But we got something for you planned. All right. So rounding out the questions with Jeremy, we asked Jeremy one last question on a personal front. What keeps pulling you back to professional wrestling? 
to my knowledge, wherever you've been, you always have your feet in it. From a business perspective, it's always good to have a piece of the pie, but it seems like it's more than that for you. Also, the acquisition of WCT, Wicked Cool Toys, seems like a strategic play by Jazzwares to get you and your experience working with wrestling figures. Is there truth to this? Is this why they backed away from the Jax acquisition? Jeremy replied, I love wrestling. I've always loved it. I have a really strong sense for the brand and the consumer. Wicked Cool Toys was a diverse company of many brands. Global Pokemon, Halo, Micro Machines, All Elite Wrestling, Cabbage Patch Kids, Coco Melon, and more. So maybe one reason they brought us was because of All Elite Wrestling, but also because together we have a phenomenal statement at retail across many, many aisles. There you go, Will. I mean, couldn't have said it better. The man is a godfather of toys and wrestling figures. He's amazing. He's built an incredible company. He's going to continue to build an incredible company with Jazzwares. And I think the future is very bright for all elite wrestling and their wrestling figure line. So that rounds it out. That's our Q&A with Jeremy. We want to thank you all for staying with us and listening. And again, we'll be back next time for more exclusive content like this at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. This week's Oh My God Figure of the Week is the Mattel WWE Legends Series 5 Rick the Model Martel. Wow, Joe, I absolutely love this figure. I actually wanted to also say, cheap pop, cheap plug, that we are doing a Mattel WWE Legends retrospective on our Instagram account, at SQDCircleFP. So you can head right over there, follow us on Instagram, and you're going to see every single Legends figure ever produced from series one all the way to six, including some of the exclusives. So we'll be posting photos of those in the upcoming days, months, etc. until we get to the end. But this figure's great. In reviewing all the Legends figures for this retrospect, the Rick the Model Martel really stands out. Just to give you a little background, this figure was created off of reference shots, which were taken from the 1991 WWF Classic Superstars cards. Specifically, card number 102 has the exact photo of Rick the Model Martel in this attire. He's decked out here, Joe. What a figure. This might be one of the best releases in the Legends line. When I think of the Legends line, I immediately think of this Rick Martel figure. It's one of the best figures to come out. I mean, Rick Martel doesn't have too many figures. He has some in the classic line here or there. But this, to me, is his best figure. The purple, the figure is spot on. He comes with the arrogance in package, out of package. The figure is spectacular. The figure is, like you said, spot on. They nailed it. It's probably one of the best figures ever created. Like you said, He's got the can of arrogance, which is so awesome. It's in a purple can. Has arrogance written across the side. He's got the jacket. And then he also comes with that big, big button, as in that classic Superstars card. Yes, I am the model button, which is removable from the jacket. 
could smell the arrogance. It's so lovely. Oh, man, I forgot about that. He's got the gold sunglasses, and he's decked out in his purple attire, which is a classic Rick the Model Martel attire. So this is actually from his 91 attire. Prior to this, he was in that kind of powder blue stuff. He had the puffy hair. He's got the slick back hair in this. This is like 90 leading into 91. Rick the Model Martel. In my eyes, his classic attire. Everything about the figure is perfect. The purple really pops. I love the purple on this figure. It really sends it over the color. I love the purple. I love the accessories on it. Rick Martel has a huge fan base. If you like wrestling, you're a wrestling collector. You're a fan of old school wrestling. Rick Martel has a huge fan base. I would love to see more Martel figures, especially after Martel releases a figure with this caliber. You want the, the blue. You want the powdered blue. You want all of his looks because this figure is great you know i can't say enough good things about it it's great figure great wrestler overall it's fantastic i agree rick martell started his career canada stampede wrestling we talk about stampede wrestling i mean you talk about some of the greats owen hart rick martell dino bravo brett hart the tutelage and the experience in the the professionalism from rick the model martell is just amazing amazing professional wrestler you put that in one of his most iconic attires in legend series five i agree he's got a huge fan base look at his twitter account you go to rick demato martel's twitter account ton of followers he has actually lobbied for a new action figure i was doing some research and i i saw on his twitter account about a month ago he was asking mattel to make a new figure of him how awesome would that be getting another martel oh my god joe i don't care where you put it in a line you want to do a SummerSlam version a royal rumble version a legends version i don't give a shit give me another figure man. what would you think if mattel gave it a shot they did a two-pack, a redo, him and Jake, the blindfold match. Getting that again, can you imagine, Mattel, him and Jake? They would outdo classic superstars, definitely. Oh I mean, they God. already have the mold here for the the Rick the Model Martel and you get the you put the Jake in there and then you actually give them the head masks or whatever. Yeah, it would be amazing. You know another version that I would love? I would love a 92 version, and I just have a soft spot because this is a feud that I remember pretty vividly where he feuded with Tatanka and he stole Tatanka's tribal feather. That was a big deal. I loved it. He sprayed the arrogance on them because he thought they stunk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tatanka, I'm big guy, <laughs> sweaty. I mean, I, I he, he, yeah, he fucking probably did stink. That's what we got to do. Got to spray a little <laughs> arrogance on those feathers. And then he puts them on his beret and he's always, rep- oh, I have a new fashion uh, fad that I'm starting and da da da, and it's it's just great. I personally would love blue jacket, pink tights, pink arrows against can with a blue beret with the Tatanka feathers on it, and then he had a Native American kind of motif on his bow tie and his cummerbund. Give it all to me. That's it. I'm done. No Rick the Model Martels ever need to be made again. If you can make a Rick the Model, that's what you're going with? That's what I would go with. Yeah. Yes, yes. Or that or a Strike Force. I'm a big mark for Strike Force. I would like to see Tito and him in a two-pack as well. I like him with the AWA belt. I know that would probably never happen. To me, the old school AWA heavyweight champion, Rick Martel, that would be something to see, I think, for Martel. <laughs> I was, I thought that. Oh, whoa, whoa. I, Joe. I thought that was your dog. What, what were you talking about? I was like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? I just fell asleep uh. there. 
AW, listen. No, no, AWA, no. I, I fell asleep. AWA Bell. AWA Martin. It doesn't matter. Okay. That's my pick. AWA. Oh, geez. Just put the audience to sleep there, Joe. Jeez. Fun fact. This might wake them up. When I was a kid, I loved Rick Martel's Boston Crab. I used to do it to everybody, man. I could not get enough of that Boston Crab. And one day I did it to someone and they weren't used to it and they put their legs forward and I almost broke my fucking nose, man. My face went straight into the ground. If you can remember remember that, I think I got a concussion. Yeah. I couldn't move my arms. My arms are locked. You know Boston Crab. My arms are under the legs. The legs went forward. Dude, my face went straight into the ground. Joe, you broke your nose. You got a concussion. I mean, you may as well just become a professional wrestler geez you could have became a professional wrestler at a young age and you would have just fit right in with everybody a little wacky a little crazy a little wacky a little crazy breaking the noses getting the head concussed i mean (laughs) geez you're 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 ready for a lawsuit right now (laughs) (laughs) no i agree when i was a little kid it was my favorite move the boston crab was one of my favorite moves as well i used to put it on everybody oh my god and martel martel does it perfectly because he really sits back on it sits back on it and then his face, right? That shit. His face, he's cranking and he's got that grin on his face like he's he's really cranking. Oh, he's it's just perfect. We think that this is an oh my god figure. We think that you should have this figure in your collection. It's a little pricey on eBay now. You're probably going to drop 250 bucks for it. I was just going to throw that in before we end it. The price on it never changes. Loose never changes. The value of this Martel figure, because he doesn't have that many, and you know everything we described, the value of this figure is always high. Very high, because there's a lot of accessories too. So sometimes you can't even find this figure with the with the pin or with the glasses or with the arrogance can. It's a situation where to get it all together, you're going to pay a premium, but you have to pay the premium because I don't see a Merrick Martel figure on the horizon. Even though we were lobbying for one here, Mattel, we want to see another one. The demand is obviously there. If the figure is priced so high, give us another Martel figure. And that's why we chose... The Mattel WWE Legends Series 5 Rick Martel as an oh my god figure of the week. Our world will never forget the name of. And you'll never forget the name. WCW Toy Biz Unleashed. Wow, Joe. Amazing set of figures. This is a set of figures that are forgotten. When you brought this to me, I didn't even remember this set. So let's get right into it. Exactly, Will. The reason I picked this for our segment, it is such a forgotten set and it is an awesome set. You have Shane Douglas, classic black and yellow figure. I love Shane Douglas figures. I'll just throw that out there. I like that WCW kept this set simple. Four figure set, right to the point. Shane Douglas, Billy Kidman, Mike Awesome, Vampiro. The Vampiro figure, the deco on the figure is spectacular. The figure itself is great. So you put the four of these figures together it's an outstanding set it really is joe the set is forgotten it does come with some of the most notable wrestlers during that period of 2000 and you get two ecw greats that just made their debut in wcw at the time the franchise as it's named on the packaging 
Shane Douglas figure is in that classic yellow and black attire. Comes with the short hair look. It's an amazing figure. It does come with some accessories too. They all came with like chairs and such or some sort of entrance gear. And all these figures also had movable action. It's really interesting. I know that Toy Biz, Marvel Toy Biz at the time, didn't work with old San Francisco toy maker, but I see in this final set of their license with WCW, a lot of similarities there with the action movements, with the proportionate sculpts for each figure. There was a little bit of, I would say, benchmarking. In yes, this that's, that's, a, that's a great way to put it, Will. And then you got two ECW guys right off the bat in the franchise Shane Douglas and then the Mike Awesome Mike Awesome is incredible he is a little bit bigger there's two varieties of him in this series there's a larger variety that's out of scale almost like a ring giant figure of him and then they have his in scale figure which comes with a stretcher but yeah you have those two you have the Vampiro and the Kidman the Kidman is in his pink top now we can't call it guinea tea anymore right are we gonna get fined for that can't call it the other thing that i want to call it because i think we may be taken off the air if we called it <laughs> you know your wife might beat me for saying something like that a guinea tea a greenhorn tea greenhorn tea or like a wop tea or something yeah yeah something like okay. that so and he comes with a kendo stick which is pretty cool. Finally, like you said, you have the Vampiro. The Vampiro decoed out. His skin is incredible. His tattoos are amazing. What is going on with this set? This could be one of the greatest sets, WCW sets, ever created. Take a look at the deco on Vampiro's arms. The way they sculpted the hair, the face. This set is so, so underrated. I don't even know if it's even rated, Joe. You talk about, you'll never forget. Once we talk about these figures, they're going in your collection. They're going in my collection. <laughs> They're amazing figures. Action features, great accessories, amazing deco, wonderful head scopes. Like you just mentioned, well, even the accessories for this set, it's nothing over the top. They switched up the way they were making the chairs for this set. So the chair is a little smaller. It's a little more compact. It looks like an actual metal folding chair. The size of it's great. Vampiro comes with a ladder that is actually in scale with these figures. It's not too small. It's not too big. The garbage can kind of looks a little generic like the other ones you've probably seen. Kidman comes with stairs. Probably could have did without that, but he does come with the kendo stick, which is really, really cool. And, you know, rounding out the four, Mike Awesome, he comes with a rolling stretcher. The small version does. The big version doesn't. Yep. The big version just comes on its own. I know you said the trash can was generic. I look at this trash can. It's got matted finish. It's got different shading on it. It has a, a movable handle, a removable lid. They did a separate molded piece. I guess the trash can has a hole in it. And then someone put like metal over that hole. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's got a bent in area that the trash can has been. It's actually pretty detailed, man. This could be one of the greatest series it really of is. figures ever created, dude. Whoever made the choice to put these four together, even Kid, he was popular in WCW. He had a big fan base after he left the flock. Whoever thought to put these four together, genius. It's genius. You literally get a quote-unquote cruiser rate. You get a big man that's pretty much should have been in the title picture. You get Shane Douglas, who is an icon and a legend. And then you get a really toyetic character oh in Vampiro. Yeah, Vampiro. Are you kidding me? It's one of the best. You're hanging it right now, everybody. One of the best 
sets of wrestling figures ever created. And not only that, this is the final Toy Biz Marvel WCW series ever created. Yeah, that's probably why most don't know. Yeah, that's probably why most don't know. But when most companies are on the out, like we saw with Hasbro, like we saw with Jax, they're doing repaints. Yeah, they don't. They don't give a shit at that point. No, they're not creating new figures with new articulation that are highly detailed with detailed accessories. What happened here? There, nobody tells the WCW Toy Biz Marvel story. Well, no, I know what I guess WCW got sold. I guess that's what happened. Oh, yes, yes. That's what happened. Because these came out right before WCW was sold and went under. So you don't see them as much. They're definitely forgotten. That's why. You know, I feel like Toy Biz was hitting their stride with these guys, like you were like you were just saying. And you don't see that. Imagine if the product was hitting stride, actual WCW professional wrestling product. If the product was hitting its stride or anywhere close to WWF or WWE at the time, we could have seen even more series of these figures the possibilities could have been endless imagine we could have got scott steiner Oof, that would have been good a booker t a redone rick flair the possibilities would have been endless imagine a sting in this format and again we got that in the the tna yeah, the tna set. right yeah, you got that. Yeah, that followed that followed this a couple of years later. And I believe Toy Biz Marvel did them as well. This is kind of like their test leading into that style that they did. And I thought they did a wonderful job with those figures as well. Great set. I actually will don't own this set, as sad as that is. I'm going to look into it. I know they're a little pricey. You could probably find the Mike Awesome. The thing is, you can find the Mike Awesome big figure pretty cheap, but the actual size Mike Awesome is a little more. Uh, this whole set's a little more. So you, if you want to complete it, you want all four, you're going to be paying a little extra. Well, Joe, we're headed over to Funkin' Scenes Wrestling Superstore. This Are you going to distract the owner? Maybe I'll distract the owner. You'll just run out of the run out of the fucking Yeah, yeah. Place. I'm gonna put some stuff together outside their door <laughs> and then we just take off. No, no, stop, no I'm gonna stop, kid. Stop. I'm gonna kid. Who knows? They may not even have these. They may have them. I don't know. I may get them sooner than later as well. This is what I love about You'll never forget. You'll never forget the name of some of these wrestling figures, the names of some of these wrestling lines. And this is what I love about this segment. We've already reviewed the Playmates Grudge Match figures. We've already reviewed the IWC Mannix figures. And today we took a trip back to 2000 where we saw the WCW Unleashed series from Toy Biz Marvel. And you'll never forget the name of... Toy Biz WCW Unleashed. Look at this! Look at this! You talk about a house of fire, you're seeing it right here! And welcome to this week's edition of Busted Open. And Joe, this week, we're actually busting open a collector's edition figure. Last week, we busted open Bianca Belair, and I'm still sweating about it. <laughs> Not only does busting the figure open make me hot, Bianca Belair makes me hot. Too. And I'm starting, to, I'm starting to sweat again, actually. I know. And this week, we have for you the Mattel WWE collector's edition hate 
Peyton Royce from the Iconics. Iconics, Iconics. You know what I think about the Iconics, Joe? Fuck the Icon. In the ring, you know, you're, you try to get better. I'm not a professional wrestler. Watching wrestling so long, you try to get better. With them, they're just fucking sloppy, man. I don't know. It's just what. You know, oh, they're, ter- they're they terrible. They are terrible. <laughs> Look, we're not a pro wrestling review podcast or anything like that. Going a little off topic again. They are fucking terrible in the ring. I don't even know who the hell wants this figure in their collection. But guess what? I don't. So we're going to bust it open and we're going to give it away. If you want to win this figure, we are going to bust it open. We are going to give it away. But you got to go to the busted open post that I'll be posting on Friday. You got to be following us on Instagram at SQD Circle AFP. So go to the busted open post on Instagram. Follow us at SQD Circle FP. Like and share the post and you'll be entered to win this Mattel WWE Collector's Edition Peyton Royce. Wow. So we're going to make it quick. I'm not even sweating about this one because I don't like the Iconics. I found this. We're going to give back to the community. We're going to do a giveaway. We're going to give this figure away. So hopefully a lucky winner loves Peyton Royce and the Iconics, but they're fucking terrible in the ring. I do like them on the, <laughs> I do like them on the mic. I'm going to give them that. So on the mic, on the mic, they're pretty good. Oh, oh, oh! here we go. I love it. I love ripping this one open. I want to make all you Iconics fans out there. I want to make all you sweat. You have to make, you make me sweat every week. We're busting open some really crazy, awesome figures. Now I'm making you sweat. Here, I'm crushing this package. Collector's edition package is being crushed. Here we go, baby. Let's do it. Open. Let's do it. Do it. Oh, this is going to be great. When we take the photo of this, it's just going to be crushed to pieces. So we're opening the figure. What's a little bit back background about Peyton Royce? Let's see. T- Women's tag team champion. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not much else to say. <laughs> she was in she was in NXT for a while. She was good in NXT. She was one of the mainstays there, you know, in the women's division, NXT for a long time. She changed her look. Can't even tell you how many times. Yeah, she was there NXT, I'd say, long time. All right, so we're popping it out here. Popping it out. Wow, you know what's interesting about this figure? I didn't notice this from seeing it in the package it does come with some sort of like entrance robe which is pretty cool pretty yeah it goes cool. around her waist yeah look at that yeah it's like a it's a waist kind of um i don't know dress yeah, that, robe. that is pretty cool yeah it goes around the waist to the back i don't even know what the hell you would call that yeah i don't know either i'm i don't wear dresses so <laughs> yeah, it's like a dress <laughs> um so not yet, anyway. I don't think ever, Joe, but I digress. To each his own. The figure's amazing. I mean, she's spot on. She's got the boots. Uh, she's got the leggings that come up to her thighs. She comes with red tights, kind of rests with a belt, which is actually plastic. It's it's a pliable plastic. And then she has her rip-torn Iconics t-shirt. Yeah, I like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's not bad. And then long hair, completely accurate TrueFX face scan. The face scan's spot on. It's spot on. does come with the mic. So here's where we're going to give the Iconics a lot of credit. I obviously don't want to bash anyone. I think that they have a particular wrestling style that I don't like. I think you said that they need to do a lot of improving in their wrestling, in their selling in their storytelling. But what they do well is is their mic skills and their promos. So I, I have to give it to them there. They're pretty spectacular on the mic. Hell, they're better than us on this podcast. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I got to give it to you. We're trying to get better every week, but the iconic are iconic on the mic. I don't know we're per- we're all right. Maybe we can get some accents going. Yeah, we got to get some Australian accents, yai matey. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I think that was just a cross between English, British, Scottish. That's when Australian. you get into uh, that's when you get into a car accident and they're talking to you in the ambulance. Or that's when you get to close to 11 p.m. at night and you're tired as all fuck recording this podcast. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do here is I don't I'm not sweating now. I do like Peyton Royce out of the two. Billy Kay, Peyton Royce. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take Peyton Royce. I'm going to take Peyton Royce. Me too. We're not womanizers or anything, but we enjoy a woman like a fine wine. So I particularly enjoy Peyton Royce. Beautiful, beautiful woman. With that said, great figure. Great job, Mattel. Not for me. Maybe for you, Joe. I don't know how you feel. I think you wanted this figure. Yeah, it's a cool figure. I actually have Billy Kay. Yeah, I would have to throw Peyton Royce in with her. Makes sense, like you were saying. Maybe not a mainstay in the line. Target exclusive. Walmart exclusive, I think she is. Billy Kay, I think, is the uh, target. Peyton Royce. Makes sense. They made her a Walmart exclusive. Makes sense. You could bust it open too. We could do a Billy Kay giveaway next week. Yeah, yeah, we can. I don't know if anybody would want that, but we can. Think about it. Well, here, here's what you're going to do. You're either going to bust it open or you're going to enter our contest, which you're prohibited in doing, but you'll probably enter the giveaway then in an alias where I wouldn't know <laughs> because you're an ass like that sometimes. <laughs> and then you'll have your iconics. Iconic <laughs> collection complete. I might have to do that. I'll just be ribbing you the whole time for it because these figures are great, but they're terrible. And we'll go from there. We busted it open. I'm not sweating. I hope everybody out there is. Collector's Edition, no more. And you can win this figure. We're giving it away. So head over to our Instagram at SQD Circle AFB. This podcast will go live on Saturday, but we will have a post up on Friday for this busted open segment. Go to the post. That'll be the giveaway away post you got to be following us like the post share the post and it's that easy you're entered to win we will choose the winner live on the podcast next week in our next busted open segment so thanks everybody for listening to this busted open segment good luck for the giveaway and we'll be back next week where we choose another figure to bust it tonight we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. Are you ready? Wrestling fans, are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! And now, the main event. Well, we've had a couple of great main event segments on the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast show. In our first episode, we reviewed the match between the Macho King, Randy Savage, and the Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania 7. Last week, we actually went back to WrestleMania 6 to review Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. And this week, we go to 1997, WCW Starcade 1997, and we take a look at Sting 
Sting versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan. The match took place December 28th, 1997 at the MCI Center in DC. It was one of WCW's largest grossing pay-per-views in history. Did a 1.9 buy rate. It was also known to be a pivotal point in the WCW company at the time and was the genesis everyone says to their downfall booking wise. And it's mainly because of this match and the feud between the WCW and the NWO because it really all came to a culmination here. Yeah, the NWO was taking over. As soon as NWO started, they were dominating everything. The NWO was in every match. They pretty much took over Nitro. They took over pretty much every pay-per-view. At the time, people were looking for a savior. That's when, insert Sting, he returns as the crow. He's always in the darkness. He's watching from the rafters. He never spoke, didn't speak at all. So a lot of wrestling fans, a lot of people in the crowd, even the announcers, everybody on the um, WCW announcing team, they were unsure if Sting was in the NWO. Was he not in the NWO? Did he want to join the NWO? Was he against the NWO? They really played back and forth with that where you weren't sure. He just would show up, disappear. He would show up, then he wasn't there. And there was a point where leading up to this match, he got beat down on Nitro in November and then disappeared for a month. At that time, I remember being a teenager, you didn't even know if he was going to show up for this pay-per-view. You were really guessing. And I loved the build where it was mysterious. He didn't say anything. He did not speak at one point, 96 to 97, to this point in 97, where at the end of this match in the ring, he finally said something and he said something in Spanish, which was really funny. Going back to what you were explaining about the NWO versus the WCW, WCW versus the NWO, it was really interesting because up to this point, NWO was very dominant, but in this pay-per-view, they weren't. They lost the US title. Kurt Hennig at the time, Mr. Perfect, held the US title. He lost it to DDP. You had prior to the Sting and Hogan match, the match for control of WCW Nitro between Eric Bischoff and Larry Zbysko. Larry Zbysko ends up winning that match. And the funniest part about the match is Bret Hart is the referee. And I just didn't feel they used him correctly throughout this whole pay-per-view. And we'll get into that a little bit later because he does make an appearance in this main event match between Sting and Hollywood Hogan. They definitely took a long time, Will, leading up to this match. I think it was about 18 months leading up to the match. Something definitely felt off in the match. Before this match even took place, you know, like you mentioned, Bischoff won. Thinking of Bischoff in control of this match or dictating what's about to happen, going into the match, there wasn't even a planned finish. Hogan, Sting, Bischoff never came to an agreement. You throw that into the mix with this match, this anticipated match, there was no finish leading in. It shows. The match was 12 minutes and 53 seconds. 12 minutes and 53 seconds. We'll get into the pre-match. So Michael Buffer is the intro. The funniest thing about this is we actually use that intro for the main event segment for our podcast. So that is the exact intro he does for this match. Hogan comes out first. Again, champions never come out first. Very rarely, very seldom do they come out first. And if they do, they're usually dropping their title. So he comes out in his 
traditional garb, the Hollywood rules tank top, the classic gear. Thing comes out second. He has a new entrance theme. He's got the trench coat. He's wearing a one piece, like a one piece gear with a huge white scorpion across it. Got the bat with him. It's got the new entrance music. It's got lightning in it. It's got rain. It's got a child speaking. It's very eerie. Even you get to the point in this match pre-match where you are psyched you're amped you're amped they do the stare down before the bell ring nick patrick is the referee in the match he gets announced the referee of this match by jj dillian earlier in the pay-per-view he gets between them during their stare down when they're in the ring together and then from that point on it's just a disaster the anticipation leading up to this match at the time the way they built this match, the way they kept Sting in the rafters, in the shadows, away from Hogan, kind of knew what was coming almost. The match finally takes place end of the year. So supposedly their biggest pay-per-view. The pay-per-view buys it through the roof. Everybody's waiting. Is Sting going to show up? He shows up. Like you said, they're staring face to face. Nick Patrick's the referee. So you're like, oh God. And the match is trash. The match is garbage. Sting's kind of a little winded. Hogan's doing his usual Hogan kind of stuff. But the match was just boring. Boring. I mean, they go through some quick exchanges of punches during the beginning. Hogan's taunting Sting. Hogan has a really big offensive start. Get a classic Sting comeback, but there's nothing crazy. He does a drop kick. Hogan gets thrown to the outside. He gets back in the ring. They go back and forth. Hogan looks terrible during this match. His movement's limited. Like you said, Sting is already blown up because he hasn't been in the ring for, what, <laughs> two years, basically? I'm sorry. Like, I love Stinger. Stinger, ow! Whatever the hell. He wasn't doing woos or rows like, or anything. He was like, going. He's like, I can't fucking breathe. Couldn't breathe. Then they fight on the outside a bit. And what's so crazy is I guess there's no rules in this match. And watching the match, I don't think it's a no DQ or anything. It's never announced to be such. I guess they maybe say no holds barred or something. I don't even think they advertise it as such. Then Hogan takes Singh's bat, uses on him, doesn't get disqualified. He gets back in the ring and then they go right to the finish. Just to say 12 minutes from ring bell to ring bell. And then you got the finish, which is... Uh. The the back and forth garbage, the lethargic wrestling. Then you're almost in shock. And then after you're in shock, Hogan hits the big boot. You're like, what the hell is happening here? He hits the leg drop. Then instead of Nick Patrick doing a quick count, he does what you expected from him. You're like, all right, Hogan's on top, quick count. Nick Patrick does a slow one, two, three. You're like, okay, Hogan just beat him. Then Bret Hart comes out. For what reason? I have no idea. He's like, even though Hogan just won, I'm going to restart the match. <laughs> and I'm the referee for no reason. But Hogan beat him. Nick Patrick actually counted a slow three. But I'm going to restart the match because I know what everybody kind of wants to see. And these two didn't go over a finish in the back. And Eric Bischoff's too scared to tell them what to do. I thought it was a I thought it was a quick count. I, I don't know. I, I Yeah, everybody thought he was going to do that quick count, but he actually did the slow one, two, three on Nick Patrick, it was funny because you know he was always like this. He there was no lift with the hand. You know, his counts, yes, his counts were very so yes, they it was it was slow quick. And yes, even the announcers say, Oh, yeah, Bret Hart, he's a sanctioned referee for the night because I guess because he was a referee for Eric Bischoff and Larry Zabisco. So that was the reason he could be a ref for this match. It's just a disaster, Joe. And then finish Brett Reese starts the match hogan's complaining hogan's probably really complaining hogan's 
complaint. He's fucking yeah, really, he's really complaint. Sting then goes for Stinger Splash One. He's trying to set up Hogan for Stinger Splash Two. Hogan won't move from the corner when he's trying to whip him into the other corner for another Stinger Stinger Splash. You have Brett aimlessly walking around and saying to Sting, two guys are about to come in. Scott Norton comes in. I think Buff comes in. Sting turns around, hits both of them, finally takes him out of the corner, whips him into the other corner. Hogan finally moves. I I don't know why he didn't move first time. Finally moves. Stinger splash. Woo! Two. Drops down. Goes for the Scorpion Deathlock. Hogan (laughs) tries to fight off the Scorpion Deathlock like he doesn't want to do it. He, He doesn't. Sting rolls him over and points to Bret Hart. Bret Hart goes down and Hogan gives up. Secretly, Bret's like, the sharpshooter is so much better. I think secretly, Bret was like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> he's like, these, he's like, these two like, fucking assholes couldn't come up with a finish. Hogan never wants to lose. They just come out here with no plan for a match that's been planned for almost two years. After coming off the Montreal screw job, what the fuck is Bret Hart thinking about this shit? It's this or nothing. I, I guess all he's thinking yeah, is millions. They're paying him out his ass. <laughs> Little does he know what's coming. But yeah, I know, man. It, it, it's just holy shit i know it's just it's, a shame. yeah, yeah to, and let, let's just this is this is a disaster and it's funny we got some figures to talk about about this this main event because they're equally <laughs> as bad as this fucking match the huge celebration occurs where the wcw oh locker room is in the ring and you have the likes in this ring of louis <laughs> spicoli <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the highlight of his career is uh, fucking being Tommy Dreamer. I mean, look, I love the Spicoli driver. I loved him in ECW, but I mean, but seeing him at that pay per view and like trying to celebrate with everyone is just bad. It was basically all VCW Ravens out there. It's just a fucking disaster. And Stinger friends, I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah, Rey Mysterio is on somebody's shoulders. (laughs) I'm just like, what? the fuck is going on and then again you get sting talking to the camera finally and he says something in spanish i don't fucking know spanish if you know spanish go back and watch it you'll know what he says the announce team actually says that they're like oh my god it's the first time we heard sting talk in english but was that in (laughs) spanish That's the first time. That's the I first mean, time this... he's spoken a word in two years, and he doesn't speak fucking English anymore. Go figure. Joe, I fucking just ate a burrito, and I have the drizzling shits. That's how bad this fucking goddamn match is. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I... Will, I'm looking at the picture of the fucking misfits in this ring. Which thing? <laughs> Will Mortis is standing there with his mask on in <laughs> street clothes. <laughs> He's got like a fucking suit on with a mortis with a fucking mortis mask on. <laughs> Ernest the Cat Miller is out there. <laughs> What's that other guy's name? Oh my god. Hugh Morris? He's fucking out there. Humorous, humorous, yes. Can you please look this picture up and look at Mortis? Can you look at Mortis's face with the mask on with the street clothes? <laughs> I'm gonna fucking pass Listeners, out right now. This is the translation. <laughs> They're like everybody okay, who didn't get so paid tonight go out to the it. ring. 
Oh god, you know it's hey, it's like More WWE days. circa right More now. Is in the ring. Getting to the figures that we thought best represented this match because this is a yeah. wrestling figure podcast. We picked the old San Francisco Toymakers WCW Starcade two pack mitten box Sting versus Hollywood Hogan. This is the box set with the Starcade theme. They're in their Starcade attires and they vibrate all night. Oh. you get a big vibrating action and a big stinger Woo! i have a soft spot for this two-pack man i don't know what the hell it is i'm fucking crying over here joe i laughed so hard just look at mortis's face looking at the camera and he's looking at the fucking camera he's looking at the far (laughs) camera that's taking the picture or something man i don't even know fucking serious too you know mortis he's fucking serious with that suit i had a soft spot for these two packs i like the starcade one of course you know they had the sting and the hogan it's the one we're going over i don't know you know i had a soft spot they come with the little mini rings to pose them on and I was a fan of these. They had a couple of the pay-per-view ones they covered with these two packs. And this one in particular with the match, I thought it was fitting for the segment. It's perfect. I do have a soft spot for these figures as well. Limited articulation. I mean, they're basically fucking statues. I just can't get over the vibrating action. Jewish lightning. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, we were kids at the time, but you were an adult collecting these things. I mean, I I guess you could play with it in bed, right? I mean, that's something that you could go to sleep with, you know? Maybe you think you're significant you're like, other. Listen, he also, doesn't speak a word, a and neither do I. That's a nice dinner. A little bit of the bubble. You start speaking Spanish. Come back home. Rose petals on the bed. Stinger. Two pack. Starcade Stinger. Vibrating action. Right on the pillow. Doesn't speak. Doesn't speak. A, doesn't speak at all. But when you press that red button, baby, <laughs> it'll make you speak all night. Long. <laughs> well, finger splash. Supposedly, Woo! you could supposedly you could squash them, smash them, annihilate, and waste them. Uh, that's directly right off the box. Oh my god, Joe! <laughs> these fucking things still <laughs> vibrate. <laughs> I have them. I have them in the package. How do the batteries last so long on these? Like like I've I've said already, I don't know, man. The two-pack, it might be the two-pack, because individually, I don't really like them that much. But this two-pack with the Starcade logo at the NWO Hogan, I definitely have a soft spot for these two. The other ones, not so much. These two, the belt's a little little shitty, though. Even brand new, the belt kind of looks burnt. It kind of looks a little faded. It looks a little faded. I like the belt. I think the belt is actually in good size, a good size for the big gold belt i didn't like in this two pack that they didn't have the nwo on it you know i thought that Uh, that's where they they kind of went you know a little bit of an error i guess you could do a little work if you're really depicting the match i guess you could have put the nwo on yourself as a kid do like that sting comes with a bat as well i do like the little mini rings that you could display them and i think that was cool as well i agree with you and their attires are accurate as accurate as you're gonna get i mean hogan comes with an nwo tank top on his figure when he actually comes in with the hulk rules like really decked out shirt that he had during the time but that deco would have been ridiculous to do and pull off especially for this style of figures oh osftm did a wonderful job with the set i have really no complaints about oh, it God. i like to give these <laughs> I, I just like to have i like to have fun with these figs joe <laughs> that that have fun with their that, vibrating that action if you know what i, I mean wish they're used for something you know especially with new year's right around the corner after these came out new year's <laughs> valentine's day baby Whew, it's getting hot in here again I think that's it. I think we're going to bring it all to an end. We've hit the one, two, 
three on this week's main event. So we want to thank all our listeners again for listening to the podcast. We're going to drop these episodes every Saturday. We are a weekly episodic wrestling figure podcast at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SQDCircleAFP. And we want you to remember that the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast is the gold standard in wrestling. Thank you.